Have you ever been asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Gwen gets to work. I like talking to people and they like talking back to me. Well, that's what I think. One day I asked my mum, what, how do I know what I want to be when I grow up? My mum said, if I interview people about like their jobs and things like that, well, I will find out and like the people, all the people who who are listening, um, you will find out too if you don't know. Let's get to work. Hi guys, in this week's episode, we interview a sailor, Shivmi Timbers. Hope you enjoy the show, oh, and don't be cheap. To support the show click on our GoFundMe in the description so I can go buy some new Gucci loafers for my bathroom. Ahem. I mean so Gwen can get some new podcast equipment. Thanks. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for coming on Gwen Gets to Work. You have quite an unusual job to talk about, so this should be fun. Yes, it is. It's not exactly your standard nine to five, mm-hmm. no. When you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? Ooh, um, I never really had any like major plans of things I was desperate to do with my life. I just always wanted to do something that I was having fun doing that was always what was important to me so I wasn't really bothered what it was just as long as it was fun yeah can you tell us some basic stuff like what is a sailor well that's a very broad sort of topic um I can tell you what I did as a sailor um so I worked on a uh, sailing ship that trained young people so teenagers on how to operate um, proper sailing ships, like old timey pirate type vessels. So that's what I did. Um, but you could classify yourself as a sailor on any ship these days. So anyone really who gets on a boat and goes to sea classifies themselves as a sailor. Yeah. Pirate types. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, a big ship with tall masts that you can climb, big square sails. Um, a net out the front of the ship that you could get into to deal with the with the sail up there. Um, so basically, if you think sort of like Pirates of the Caribbean type ships, that's that's what the one that I looked on looked like. On deck, you scabrous dogs! Hands for braces! Let go and hold a run free! Now, bring me that horizon. Drink up, me hearty Joe-ho! How do you become a sailor? Well, um, as I said, for me, uh, I I had been a sea cadet when I was younger, so I'd actually sailed on the ship as one of the people learning how to sail. 
Um, and then when I got older and I'd finished university, I kind of wanted something fun to go and do for a little bit. And uh, basically the job was there. I applied for it and they said yes. And that was it was as easy as that. Yeah. Do you have to know how to swim? Um, do you know what? They never asked me if I could mm. swim. Uh, one feels like it would be sensible to know how to swim. I can't swim. You can't what? I can't swim. How old are you? Six. Let me learn. Everybody should swim. Just reach out in front of you and grab a handful of water. Pull it back towards you. It's not totally, you know, impractical. In fact, in olden times, sailors didn't learn how to swim. The whole point was that you didn't so that you weren't flopping around uh, mm. in the sea. Um, you just sort of died quickly and carried on. Um, but these days, it's probably best to be able to swim. I can, so it was all right. <laughs> What do you do on a really brilliant day at work? On a really good day? Well, it depends which of the staff you talk to. Um, I was kind of in charge of fun. So for me, a brilliant day would be a day where the kids were having the most amount of fun. So possibly a day where we went to anchor and went swimming. Um, they always loved that. They always wanted to go swimming. Didn't matter what time of year it was. It could be November and they would want to go swimming in the sea. Um, but yeah, so a really good day. We'd probably have some good sailing, uh, so nice winds, blue skies, be warm, and and then, but yeah, anchor, go for a swim, have some ice cream. Uh, any day where they had fun was was fun for me. If you ask my boss, he would say we'd gone sailing all day and done loads and loads of tacks, but that's not fun, really. That's the boss thing. What does went to anchor anchor mean? So what that means is we would find somewhere with normally relatively close to the shore so it's not too deep um, and we have a big metal anchor um, at the front of the ship and what it was actually my job to put it up and down so I'd go up and we had um, putting it down is more fun because you don't use uh, any sort of controls you just take the brake off and it just shoots out um, and you slow it down manually with the brake and then when it's at the distance that you need and it's sitting nicely on the on the bottom then you, you secure it up and that just holds the ship in place in the middle of wherever you want it to be, um, which means you don't have to worry. What are the most difficult or boring bits? Most difficult or boring bits, you would not believe how much cleaning there is on a boat. If you think mum has to clean the house a lot, you have no idea what it's like <laughs> living on a boat. It is just, we would... I mean, unfortunately, we had 24 kids on board, so I didn't have to do too much of it personally myself. But getting them to do it at six o'clock in the morning is also hard. Um, <laughs> so lots and lots of cleaning, scrubbing the decks, washing down all the white work, um, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and then I guess for me, it got a little boring because every week we'd have new people. So I had to do the same safety briefs every week. And by the seventh week in a row, when you've told someone how to put a life jacket on, it does get a little boring. Um, but you find ways to make it fun, so it's not so bad. Mm. Do you get? Do you go really fast? Do you go really fast in a in a sailing ship? No, we went fast for a sailing ship. 
do sailing ships go fast? No, no, they don't. They're massive. The thing weighs like 100 tonnes uh, and you're only being powered by the wind. So no, not not really. We would go, um, we hit about 15 knots, I think, once on a really good wind. So a knot is like a nautical measure of speed, like miles per hour, but with nautical miles. So they're almost identical. It's only about 15 miles and 14, 50 miles an hour. So, so no, not, not very fast. But for a big old boat, there's only being powered by the wind. Yeah, that's quite fast for us. <laughs> Have you ever been scared in your job? Have I ever been scared in my job? Yes. Yeah, it, it can get quite scary. Um, sometimes we would have uh, the top sails up and then it would get too windy for them. So you'd get some bad weather come in or something and you'd have to go up. The masts are like 25, 30 metres up in the air. And the higher up you get, the, the more you swing backwards and forwards. And you're standing up there essentially on one piece of rope yeah, clipped on, but still, you're standing on one piece of rope, the ship's rocking backwards and forwards, you're desperately trying to pull the sail in while you don't throw up on the people that are down at the bottom. I'm going to throw up. I think I'm going to throw don't up. Don't throw up. I'm going to throw it up. You're going to throw it up. You're going to throw it up. Come on. 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 Come <laughs> where have we sailed to where have we sailed to so we got to go some really cool places so mostly we would stay around the british coast and occasionally across the island and a little bit of the northern coast of france and the channel islands um, but then occasionally we'd have longer trips uh down further around the corner of france um the ship was actually built in northern spain so when it had finished being built we got to sail it back across the bay of biscay which is a horrible place to sail, but it was cool to be in Spain for three months. Um, and then in the second last, last year that I worked there, we did um, what's called the tall ships race. So lots of other boats and smaller boats like us get together and we, we race. And we did that from Sweden to Finland and then via Estonia and then round to Lithuania and then to Poland. So that was really cool getting to go to all the Baltic countries. Mm. Have you sailed, sailed anywhere on your own? Have I sailed anywhere on my own? No, no. Uh, people who sail on their own are mystical, magical wonders of the world. Um, it's really scary being on a boat on your own. Um, so no, I've driven a small power boat on my own, but would I want to sail a boat? Uh, no, no, it's not for me. <laughs> Which is your favourite place you've sailed to? Ooh, um... I really like, so there are two places. So we only got to go obviously to the Baltics once, but I really liked Finland. Finland was a really nice country. Um, the archipelagos where there's lots of like little islands, they're really pretty. Um, it was easy to anchor. It was really nice to go swimming in. We were in there in the middle of the summer, so the weather was lovely. Um, but places we got to go more often, there's a place on the south, uh, on the north coast of France, just south of the Channel Islands called St. Malo. And St. Marlowe's got a big walled city, um, old city with walls around it that you can walk all the way around the top of. And it's just it's just a really cool place to go. It's really nice. Um, it, it's full of French people, but we get past that. Um, you know, you can get croissants and crepes and things. And it's got a really cool sea pool. So when the tide comes in, it fills this pool. And then when the tide goes out, you've got a swimming pool full of salt water that you can go swimming, which is really cool. I've been there. Yeah? Mm. 
It's my, it's my favourite place in France. <laughs> As you went to France, I've got a good joke for you. Why are French sailors afraid to count? I don't know. Why are French sailors afraid to count? The last one to do it got, a, got safely to four, but then he sank. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, that would have gone down well in our bad in our jokes competition. Love it. What do you usually eat on the boat? So we had one person on board, our cook, who was only there to cook everyone's food. We'd have up to 32 people, normally 30 to 32. Um, so it's a lot of people. That's like 100 meals a day. Um, so his only job was to be there and to cook. So really pretty much what you'd normally eat at home. Um, so, you know, cereals and toasts and that sort of stuff. Occasionally we'd have cooked breakfast. We went through a phase of a lot of bacon sandwiches. I still can't eat them anymore. Hi, I'm Joe. Hi, Molly. And this is a song very dear to our hearts. Bacon, bacon sandwich. Bacon, bacon sandwich. Bacon, bacon sandwich. Because we had a bacon sandwich like every day for three weeks and it's just, it's, that's too much bacon. Um, but yeah, so pretty much what you'd normally have, meat, vegetables. We had a big, we had two massive fridges and two giant freezers, so we could pretty much have whatever we wanted, really. And occasionally a, we'd get some pretty good ice cream. A lot of food to be baked. Yes. Yes, <laughs> lots and lots of food to make. That's why we had one person where that was all he did. He didn't do it, didn't have any other jobs, really, except for occasional first aid when required. <laughs> His job was to make us food, and that was it. What would you like to do next in your career? Well, so sailing wise, it's a it's a difficult career because you're away all the time. So it's it's really difficult to have um, sort of meaningful relationships and spend time with friends. And I really, really like doing a lot of sports and they're basically all out the window when you live on a boat and you're at sea all the time. So I still go back and I do sort of weeks on and off. So when I used to work there full time, obviously you can't work from March to November with no time off. But equally, what you can't stop the ship from running because you're not there. So we have what's called reliefs. They come in, they do a week or two weeks while you're away. Um, and then when you come back, happy days. So I now do the relief work. So I just go on board for a week or so. Obviously not for the last year because we couldn't run anything. But hopefully, maybe later on this year, we'll be up and running again. Um, and I go and do a week or so and just and just help out. But these days, I sort of switched career uh, plans a little bit. So uh, not doing a huge amount of the sailing anymore. That sounds amazing. Thank you. What are you doing now? What am I doing now? So now I am training with the hope of becoming a stunt performer in TV and movies. That it certainly takes guts to get in a swimming costume and dive off the high board. Can I say to her, if she's looking for a new challenge, she should try wrestling a bacon sandwich live <laughs> on national television. My head teacher actually wanted to be a stunt woman. Yeah? Mm. But she went for teaching instead. Yeah. My mum's a teacher, so maybe that's a maybe <laughs> that's a common thing. So maybe when you have been doing it for a while, you can come back and tell me all about it. Yes, I I will. <laughs> It'll be a little while though. 
because uh, obviously everything closed at the minute. I haven't been able to do a lot of training, so I'm a little behind. Um, but hopefully before the end of mm, hopefully before the end of 2022. Okay, that's, that's sort of the pipeline we're looking at. Good luck with it. Thanks very much. And thank you so much for being on my podcast. That's quite all right. I hope I enlightened you a little bit of what it's like to be at sea all the time. Goodbye. Thank you for being on my podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. That's got to be the best part I've ever seen. So it would seem. Hope you enjoyed this episode. See you next week. Trickle out. <laughs>